Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, celebrating over 70 years of service to financial advisors, their clients, and institutions worldwide. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Divided government is one way to say it. Political gridlock is another. And depending on how the elections go tomorrow, businesses might be using yet a different term, uncertainty, and how it plays in the American economy. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Constellation Energy, committed to customer choice and powering America's clean energy future through investments in nuclear, wind, solar, and efficiency technologies. And by Progressive Insurance, helping people shop for car insurance at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Monday, today, the 1st of November. If you can believe that, it is good to have you here. It's basically all over but the counting for the 2010 midterm election cycle. And when the counts do finally start to come in tomorrow night, corporate America could be looking at a very different picture than it's had the past couple of years. We asked our Washington Bureau Chief John Dimsdale what the economic future might hold if the polls hold, hold true. Historically, businesses feel more comfortable when government power is split between the parties. That keeps ambitious agendas in check, reducing the cost of complying with new regulations. Bill Schneider is an expert on polling at the Democratic think tank Third Way. What businesses want is a government that's not too extreme. That means usually that they prefer a divided government. Like the Republican wave in 1994 that ended two years of Democratic control of Washington, the inter-party fireworks even shut down the government for a while. But for all the similarities with 94, this year will be different, says Andy LaPerrier with the ISI group. It's one thing to have stalemate when we're having a booming economy like we did in the 1990s. It's another thing to have stalemate when the unemployment rate is 9.5% and you're looking for different policy measures that might help improve the economy. This time around, LaPerrier says gridlock will create a lot of uncertainty for business people who want to create jobs and reduce the deficit. A lot of business people would like to see both of those things. If you get gridlock, you may get neither. The worst of all worlds, he says, for companies that want decisions on tax cuts, health care, and financial regulations. Larry Burton at the Business Roundtable says businesses can't afford an inactive government now. What is best for businesses when elected representatives bring an energy and commitment to Washington to tackle the big issues impacting the economy and jobs? Which means divided government is less likely to shield businesses from political uncertainty this time around. In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. Whichever way the elections do turn out tomorrow, there is at least one point of economic agreement between businesses and the White House. Both the financial industry and the Obama administration want to move past the current mortgage paperwork mess. They want to get all those home foreclosures out of the system. The housing market has been stuck the past couple of weeks because banks cut corners with their foreclosure filings. And foreclosure sales have stalled because nobody is sure who owns what. Today, Fitch Ratings reported that because of the voluntary suspensions banks have imposed to review bad paperwork, banks could be taking three to six months longer than normal to sell distressed homes. The White House wants foreclosures taken care of on the theory that that'll help the wider economy recover. But why do banks want to move so fast on foreclosures? Marketplace Jennifer Collins has the answers. First, no bank wants to be a landlord, especially when it's taking over the ownership of a distressed home. Brian Battle follows banks for Performance Trust Capital Partners. If you live in a house and you're not paying on it, you're not going to fix the gutters. So 
that all those uh, expenses build up. And the bank has to fix those gutters and pay the property taxes, not to mention legal fees. Rick Sharga of RealtyTrack says that can cost $1,000 a day. It's actually much more expensive in a lot of cases for uh, for a bank to, to own a property than it is for the average homeowner. And when houses aren't selling, no one knows how much they'll be worth. Jack DeGan of Harbor Advisory says that means uncertainty for the banks. They don't want assets they're not used to dealing with and have a difficult time valuing. And real estate is both. With nearly a year's backlog...